0: Media consumers, Brian Curtis and David Shoemaker here. David, thank God it's Friday evening. The news is over for the week. We can crack (laughs) open a beer and what? Wait, what? Oh, Twitter!
1: My God, that's Jack's music.
0: (laughs) Twitter perma ban Donald Trump. Well, I guess we could do one more emergency podcast before we pack it in this week. Mm -hmm. So Twitter has just published a blog post explaining why they banned the president of the United States from their platform. There were two tweets today, Friday, that got Trump off the platform. They are as follows. The 75 million great American patriots who voted for me, America first and make America great again, will have a giant voice long into the future. They will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape or form. Triple exclamation point. That was one. The second one was, to all those who asked, I will not be going to the inauguration on January 20th. We can agree that this was not Donald Trump's worst work on Twitter. (laughs) But, David, as Twitter explains, Trump's statement that he will not be attending the inauguration is being received by a number of his supporters as further confirmation that the election was not legitimate. Moreover, the the use of the words American patriots to describe some of his supporters is also being interpreted as support for those committing violent acts at the U.S. Capitol. And then they also say plans for future armed protests have already begun proliferating on and off Twitter, including a proposed secondary attack on the U.S. Capitol. geez, And state Capitol buildings on January 17, 2021. In other words, Donald Trump did a lot of bad stuff on Twitter. A lot of heinous, malicious, awful stuff. And therefore, these tweets are what has put him over the top and now he's off the platform.
1: Uh, before think? we get in the meat of it, um, and, you know, I feel like obligated to say I don't, I don't probably shouldn't make light of this anything that's going on right now, but it's Friday night. Who cares? Um, I love that people think that Trump's saying he wasn't going to go <laughs> to the inauguration is evidence that he has something up his sleeve. But we've seen what he, I mean, not to make light of what he has up his sleeve. He's got a lot of potential, you know, I'm sure there's other seditious mobs that he has up his sleeve. uh, But, The tweet, (laughs) the tweet was basically the language of like, in case for all those who asked, I will not be attending Brian Curtis's New Year's Eve party. I have better. (laughs) I have a better invitation. You know, it's like it's the most obvious, the most obvious, like just like no one wants me there. So I'm not I'm just I'm just going to I have other stuff going on tweet ever. And if there's anything that shows the depths to which these Trumpites are just brainwashed, it's that you could read such a sad tweet as that and think, well, here comes the big reveal here. This is what this whole thing has been building to.
0: (laughs) And it has to become increasingly more absurd, right? Yeah. Donald Trump loses in court, loses in court, loses in court, loses in Congress. So you keep finding the, okay, where's the trap door that's going to open? And Joe Biden's going to fall down it. And Donald Trump's going to get another four years. Even a tweet that basically amounts to like, this is just a bit of social business. I I will not be attending January 20th. Yeah, that is that is really wild. I guess I want to start before we get into Donald, should he have been kicked off or not kicked off. I want to get in the idea of just a mo- for a moment of talking about the absolute hell that Donald Trump has inflicted with this platform long before he became president of the United States. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy that doesn't use email that is not tech savvy in any way. If you needed proof, see the video of him dancing to Gloria or his, or his, you know, or listening to the song Gloria before he went on the stage in front of the Capitol the other day. Mm -hmm. This is like, this is, this is an analog person who somehow grabbed hold of a tech platform. Yeah. And used it like, almost no president has used any technological platform ever yeah. it's wild i mean
1: it's very strange right i mean it, that and it, trump has almost nothing in common with every other person that you interact with on twitter and i think most people interact <laughs> with on twitter Tw- tr- trump donald trump is not is not emblematic of The average not the average Twitter user and and not the but but certainly not the average Twitter notable not the average Donald Trump is not emblematic of the average Twitter blue check right. Um, And yet he is it is impossible to explain Twitter to an alien who came down from outer space without mentioning Donald Trump in the first sentence (laughs) right. Yes uh he has become attached to it just entirely fully he is he it's a symbiotic relationship in so many ways you know and and uh i mean there's i feel like this podcast can sort of be one sentence long and it won't be but i mean it's there there's you know i i have a weird a sort of ambivalence to this whole thing it i feel like they should have done it sooner uh but it but doing it now is maybe more Um, I don't know if effective is the right word, but it's a much better sort of kiss off than it would have been at any other point. Because, um, you know, if you do it in year two of the Trump presidency, he he would, if he went to Gab or Parler, which shouldn't exist then, or just started his own platform or whatever, everyone would have to pay attention to it. Everyone would have to subscribe. Everybody would have to, you know, he's the president. Now, no one's ever going to have to listen to him again. I mean, he'll he'll be spouting off somewhere But not to the audience that he had on Twitter, and not to anything resembling it.
0: I think it was. It's interesting because it was a dream for Donald Trump. Donald Trump always wanted to be in the newspaper. He wanted to be in the Daily News. He wanted Mm -hmm. to be in the New York Post. And all of a sudden, he could do it himself. This is, and that's literally the way he thought of Twitter. Kate Nibs Mm -hmm. wrote a piece uh, for us in 2016, which which we'll get into in just a second. But she quoted him saying, and this Donald Trump actually wrote this on Twitter. I love Twitter, dot, dot, dot. It's like owning your own newspaper without the losses. So he was in heaven. All of a sudden, he didn't have to have John Barron calling page six to try to sneak an item in there. He didn't have Mm -hmm. to deal with the rando journalist who came to Trump Tower and interviewed him for 20 minutes so he could be in the paper, which he loved. He could just do it himself Mm -hmm. and do it all the time. And it just. It worked with his brain. You're right. He is not like anybody else we read on Twitter. I don't know that he's particularly good at Twitter for whatever that means. He's just on it all the time and using the power of his office in an awful way to dominate the conversation. It's really, really strange. And it's even stranger, I think, that this era is coming to an end. Because as you say, it's hard to imagine Twitter without Donald Trump. I don't follow Donald Trump, but I read Donald Trump's tweets all the time because, of course, they just burble up onto my feed. Right.
1: I think one of the things that's sort of definitional about Twitter is that there are the people you follow. Uh, there are the people that you, whether you have them in a group or whether you like have them bookmarked or you literally type their, you know, you have, you've, you've you've entered their name into your search bar so many times that they just pop up automatically. The people that you really need to read uh and then there are the people who whether you love them or you hate them you know that you will you don't need to follow them because anything of significance that they say will appear on your timeline via retweet via comment on that tweet etc trump is the most extreme version of that last category, right? No, like, it's a sort of a miracle that he has a billion followers because no one actually needed to follow Donald Trump to, follow, to find out what Donald Trump was tweeting about.
0: Totally. And I got to say, and I said this on a pod the other day, it's really weird not knowing his thoughts in real time. Yeah. We've only had the experience of this for a couple hours and I guess starting now, but we've had real-time access to this dude's thoughts for more than four years.
1: It's going to, I mean talking about aliens and just describing Twitter there, there is no way to describe the Trump presidency, probably without Twitter in the first sentence of that. Right. I mean, it's, they're inextricably linked and this will certainly be the only time, probably in our lifetimes, that we'll have a president who is that just, just straightforward, I guess, who's like, (laughs) it is that is, is on such display. Um,
0: yeah, straightforward's kind of a loaded word since he was lying, right? But
1: that present—I mean, that's sort of like like you said—present is the
0: right word. I think. His yes. the the
1: the, the subcon- just the the internet subconscious—is just constantly barfing out loud for all of us <laughs> to read. Um,
0: yeah, and, and I find it—I find it more frightening that I don't know his thoughts. To be honest, that's not yeah. an argument for keeping him on Twitter. But I find it very weird not to know what television shows Donald Trump is watching.
1: Yeah. We talked in the last episode about what books people would be publishing, and then you know about Trump or about whatever political writers be publishing. If I were pitching a book right now, I would just I, it would be every one of Trump's tweets over the last four years annotated.
0: Ooh, can we can we get McKay Coppins on the line so he <laughs> yes. can get the contract right what, now?
1: Us and we and McKay maybe McKay's at least writing the forward. I don't know what his availability is, but uh, but yeah, just like just a history of the last four years through Trump's Trump's tweets. At this point, after tonight. I think you can do that without feeling like you're, you know, amplifying the guy.
0: To the question of whether or not Trump should have been kept on Twitter. Nibs, when she wrote her piece back in 2016, just reread it before we came on the air here. It's fascinating because she was talking about the fact that Donald Trump was lying about the results of the election. The 2016 election. Mm -hmm. Now, in that case, there was no doubt that Donald Trump won the Electoral College, but he was imagining voter fraud again and again and again saying no 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 i i also won the popular vote he was undermining american democracy over and over again on twitter just like he was doing this week yeah the very same thing and nibs's argument was there are no laws and i'm quoting her here stipulating that twitter needs to let politicians be on the platform. Mm-hmm. Twitter is not obligated she writes to allow politicians to use its service as a state misinformation press release platform by the way, congrats Nibs because that is exactly what Donald Trump did with it Yeah, it would not be intellectual silencing for a technology and publishing platform to expel its most notorious troll, it would be an act of disobedience that would stimmy Trump's thus far successful communication strategy Um, uh,
1: yes and I think I mean, obviously, she's responding to the implicit argument that Twitter, in order to achieve total world domination, Twitter does have to... I mean, this is what all of the the major tech companies are, are kind of the the fine line they're walking. They basically have to... They want to be utilities, and they don't want to be governed as utilities, right? I mean, th- th- there's there's no... The people inside Twitter, or the people, the, the the upper, you know, the 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 front office of Twitter, certainly sees itself as functionally a utility, right? I mean, like an important a, a platform that everybody who wants to say something needs to be on. So the idea of not the president of the United States not being there, no matter what he said, uh, was unthinkable to them.
0: Not yeah. just not being there, but being pushed well. Now,
1: off. now, I mean, and now it's now it's sort of an. I mean, listen. If what happened, if there had been a, the sort of mob, anti-American mob violence that we saw this week, if that had happened two years ago, would Twitter abandon? Maybe.
0: But it's certainly a lot easier a decision now, right? Uh, What about during the protests this summer when he said, when the looting starts, the shooting starts? Yeah. You know, I mean, it seems like they, they looked at a bunch of fastballs right down the plate and kind of shrugged.
1: Listen, they should have done it sooner. And it would have been, I mean, it would have been the right thing to do at, when Nibs wrote that or before. Um, but there is a coherent argument for, you know, giving, uh, platforming him or not deciding to not unplatform him is important so that all of this person's evil is on display. So that, I mean, so that there, there's, you know, we are basically given a window of, we discussed into his mind, into the presidency. Um, and you know, it's the, it's the utility argument too. I, I, I think it's, it's hard to parse, but regardless of everything that came before, and I do believe this is long overdue, uh, I'd say if nothing else, this is, we've been talking about this now all week, I mean, at least Twitter was able to see the thing in front of them and diagnose it appropriately today, right? I mean, we don't know if these two tweets that you read, where I'm scrolling through Twitter, unironically, right now, um, and... Chris Hayes is wondering out loud, this is 2 hours ago as we we're recording this. If he, he he wonders if if Trump tried to tweet something really nuts, you know, I mean and that's total speculation, but that's obviously in play too, right? That they were just like screening everything that he was going to tweet before he did it. Um but regardless, we this is a man who very literally uh instructed an armed mob to attack the US Capitol. And for all of the mealy mouth equivocating about whether or not, well, if you can argue that Trump didn't really mean this, or if he's saying he didn't mean it, then, then, you know, we can't make a unilateral decision that he did mean something else, whatever. He, he literally did that thing. He literally did in like direct a mob to attack the Capitol to, to stop the counting of the votes, to, to, to change, to, to undermine the election. and, it would be incredible negligence to not acknowledge that as truth um, if you're Twitter or anybody else in the world.
0: Yeah, and I think when we think about why he was kept on, I'm not even sure this was the argument. But remember a while back when we were talking about how Trump is what Roger Ebert used to call the talking killer in the movies? This is the movie bad guy. Yeah. All he needs to do is execute his evil plan. But instead, he decides to say his evil plan out loud and at some length to the good guy, (laughs) which allows the good guy to foil him. That was Trump. You know, Trump is always warning us in advance when he's about to do something bad. And Twitter was often the medium he used to tell us that. I'm going to try to steal the election. Hey, whoa. Yeah. Paying attention. Hey, next week. I am still trying to steal the election. Hey, hey, hey. So I guess there was something of an argument that if you have this authoritarian president or would be authoritarian president who is very online, that there was some value in knowing his malicious thoughts. Does that make sense that we could, you know, that you want that that warning was helpful then? But then, of course, and let me talk myself even down from that idea, then you get to this week. And you have an example of those malicious thoughts actually rallying people to do terrible things. So, yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't, but I do agree with you. I don't, I don't know that after the events of this week, there is any possible argument. And if
1: you want to be really kind of, well, arch about it, I mean, whatever. One thing that has happened in the past 24 hours, and you saw this epitomized with Josh Holly. We're not even going to talk about it this episode. I mean, until next week, I'm sure. But Josh Hawley, of course, lost his book deal with Simon & Schuster. They canceled <laughs> his book. Um, Don't you mean he, the
0: woke mob at Simon well, & Schuster?
1: Yes, which is just using the word mob is Unbelievable.
0: just... Chef's kiss. What a Josh um, Holly
1: moment. Uh, but one thing that that bore out was that is that those woke mob... It is to blame arguments are not going to fly at least this week, right? Uh, There's, there's times where if you're Twitter or Facebook, whatever else you can, this was a time where if not, if if you were waiting for a time with a moment of, with clearance to make a decision, this bold right now is the moment in time because Mm -hmm. Donald Trump Jr. Everybody else is going to be out there. Donald Trump Jr. Tweeted tonight that this is like a scene from 1984, which is, I think something Josh Hawley also literally said in his letter about his book deal um this is a moment in time where you know hyper conservatives or whatever you want to call them making 1984 references is just like fucking noise right now and nobody (laughs) nobody's gonna be convinced by
0: this bullshit if you use the word Orwellian you are also banned from Twitter (laughs) not for doing something dangerous just for just for not thinking of another word you're also yeah. you're also just it's a 24 hour ban but we're also going to throw those out tonight we're we're all good on 1984 or george orwell references thank you very much um uh, no I, I i mean it's funny i mean essentially the argument you're making is this is probably too late but better late than never am i reading that correctly
1: yeah i mean so yeah but not not just better late than never but but that Almost like if you if, if I had known in advance that it wasn't going to happen at any point over the last four years, I might have said to, right now might be better than any time in the past six months, because he certainly hasn't done himself any done himself any favors. And looking into his mind. I mean, see, is, is I mean, it actually has there actually has been it's been fruitful in some really dark way. Uh, and this is like I said, this effectively silences him for the rest of his life. I mean, certainly he will have a platform. He's going to say some crazy shit on Parler and he's going to get on. They're going to mention that on CNN because he's Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. He's a former president. But the platform, his op, he's, I think they're already, I'm seeing that the, he's already saying people are around in, in the Trump circle are already talking about creating their own platform. No one's going to, no one's going to care. Right. I mean, people, some people are going to care, but functionally, no one's going to care. And that, and, and because of that, um, and because he's honestly only now hit his stride as a formal, like practicing authoritarian. <laughs> now is the now, now is the time got his when he merit
0: badge his authoritarian. Yes, exactly. Merit badge.
1: Now is the time that he needs to be silenced more than ever. If he had, if he, if he had been, if he had had a giant platform on Gab or wherever the fuck, and and was and and everybody in the media had to set up accounts to follow him, we were all and you and I were talking about it every week. Uh, his platform in two weeks would be way bigger than it's ever going to be again. So there's a lot of actually benefit, I think, to them waiting as long as they did, at least past a certain point.
0: You mentioned something there that's interesting, was, which is his ability to tweet something and then have that tweet be read on cable news or be put into a newspaper article. I mean, that, it was an amazingly efficient vehicle for that. Even after the cable news network said we're not going to carry Donald Trump's speeches live anymore because that's just free advertising and often full of falsehoods and half-truths, they would then just put the tweet on the screen Yeah. even after that happened. Mm-hmm. It was almost like his workaround. Oh, you're not going to just show me unfiltered for an hour trashing my opponents and making jokes? I'll just tweet something, and then that will become something that will light up the CNN Chiron and breaking news Donald Trump has tweeted.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: it worked for a long time. Yeah. It's kind of worked less well over the last couple of weeks, but in just in terms of getting Donald Trump, again, to go back to the newspaper analogy of just, I want my name in the newspaper. I want to be on that thing. It did really work for a long time. Do we want to finish up by some of the best overworked Twitter jokes about Trump being banned from Twitter?
1: <laughs> yes, please.
0: Uh, someone posting as John Barron, you'll remember the Donald Trump alias mm-hmm. that we call the newspapers, has already tweeted, hello, I am brand new to Twitter. What are you guys up to? <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, another good one. This is the first time a sitting president has been banned from Twitter going back to 1812. <laughs> uh, Trump should start a Substack. And that was kind of inevitable. Uh, Jason Schwartz of SI tweeted a picture of a tombstone uh, it has the phrase, took to Twitter, and it says, took to Twitter 2016 <laughs> through 2021. Uh, our pal Mark Leibovitch also bids farewell to the phrase, sorry, I didn't see the tweet, a favorite of Republican senators <laughs> as they walk through the halls of Congress. Now you really didn't see the tweet. Now it's going to be, sorry, I didn't see the parlor post because I don't know how to sign up for that. Also, Catherine Kruger, David, of the Discourse blog, did the invaluable service of rounding up a collection of trump tweets now you'll remember we're talking about the stuff he did as president there's this whole pre-presidential collection of donald oh, trump my tweets. God.
1: and there are some beauties in there
0: uh let me give you a few of these sorry losers and haters but my iq is one of the highest and you all know it please don't feel so stupid or insecure it's not your fault apparently that's real tons of tweets about vanity fair that was one of donald trump's favorite subjects on twitter Um, (laughs) I love seeing that Graydon Carter and Vanity Fair are failing so badly. He's only focused on his bad food restaurants. (laughs) (laughs) Bad food restaurants. Uh, Let's see what else. So there was the Robert Pattinson, Kristen Stewart, Donald Trump fixation. (laughs) Yeah. Lots of response to my Pattinson, Kristen Stewart reunion. She will cheat again. 100 certain. Am I ever wrong? Wow. That was from 2012. Wow. Victoria's secret reps were nasty to at Kate Upton and now she is doing great. (laughs) Oh Oh my gosh. And then this, this may be the all time row. I'd like to extend my best wishes to all, even the haters and losers on this special date, September 11th. That is from September 11th, 2013. Oh my God. And again, just a reminder of how he insinuated himself into our lives. Long before he became president. I was watching that Manti Teo documentary on ESPN the other day. I was reminded that Donald Trump congratulated (laughs) Deadspin on its Manti Teo reporting. Oh, my gosh. I mean, think about that. Anyway. As we've been, we'd be remiss not to point
1: this out. As we were recording this podcast, Trump apparently started using his POTUS Twitter account. Which he was still in possession of. And and, Twitter has deleted all of the
0: new tweets. Oh.
1: Like the tweet, the, the count still exists. They can't, I guess, delete POTUS. But the last tweet on there, I think, is from December or, or some time ago.
0: Wait, so they Trump did- is like the Krasenstein brothers? <laughs> He's like figured out the workaround. No, Trump is like
1: our president is the dude that got kicked out of the bar and then put, then like turned around his baseball cap and tried <laughs> to walk back into the bar,
0: <laughs> like Bobby Valentine in the yeah, Mets dugout, yes, with the disguise. It's like, maybe they won't notice me if
1: my glasses are in my pocket. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like it's it's slip unbel- back in here. But this is there's no moment lower in the American presidency than what happened uh the other day. Uh but but man just in terms of just I mean, the all the low points we're going to mark uh at, you know after this presidency is finally over. And by the way, like Congress impeach this man impeach this man like now (laughs) uh this is you you better take to
0: twitter with that one (laughs) this is
1: this is so embarrassing i mean this is just so sad you got you got kicked off of twitter i mean could you imagine what is the child i mean let's take the bar analogies away for a second what would have been what would have been the equivalent of this in any previous presidency Like prior, like what what would have been the Ronald Reagan or Bill Clinton version of he was just banned? Yeah. Is it just that like, like (laughs) CNN is like, we're tired of Bill Clinton's lies. (laughs) We just will not be mentioning his name ever again. I mean, like what, how it's, this is.
0: Yeah. Like Sam Donaldson is going to stand in front of another building, not the White House to do his (laughs) reports tonight. We're we're going to de-platform you through ABC World News tonight.
1: Yeah. Well, there's nothing. There's no. There's no precedent for this. I mean, there's no precedent for the, a presidency that <laughs> exists only this, on. Yeah. yeah, a president, a presidency that exists only <laughs> on a social media app, or you know, a, a, to the extent that it did. I, it's. It's. This is a. I don't even know what to say. What a. What a. You know, I will say. I well, one more thing. Okay. I will say this, and then, and then
0: we got to go have a. Beer. And then we got to really?
1: go. I'm. I'm done. Throughout his presidency, there was a. a kind of conventional wisdom at times, suspicion other times that Trump would do really wild, crazy stuff on Twitter to distract from other things that were going on. Um, That's clearly not what's happening right now with all of this, but let us not, let us take the lesson from, from all of those moments and not let this crazy moment involving Trump and Twitter distract from the fact that he committed an act of treason earlier in this week and needs to be removed from the presidency immediately. All right. Let's not distract, let's not distract ourselves from the fact that, that a mob that um, he directed a mob that killed a Capitol policeman this week. Uh, it's unacceptable to treat anything that happened this week as a normal act of politics and not, and, and to ignore the fact that it is one of the darkest moments in our country's history. So, uh, He got kicked off of Twitter. We have a lot to say about it, but let's not forget the real thing.
0: He is David Shoemaker. I'm Brian Curtis. Production magic by Erica Cervantes. We promise we're done for the week now. David and I have no more content. That's it. Bar's closed. Don't don't even bother putting the mustache on and trying to get back in here. (laughs) We are back Monday. And maybe even before that, who knows? with more lukewarm takes about the media see that david
1: i'm turning my coat inside out and trying to slip back in the back door <laughs> see you later brian